there, you're welcome back to another episode of Colavari Creativity Series. This is a podcast that is focused on exploring the world of creativity and innovation. My name is Zika and I moderate this podcast series. If this is your first time tuning in, you're very welcome. Please do um, catch up on the previous episodes. We've had five episodes in the past and you can listen to them on um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher. Just search for Colavari Creativity Series. And we're also available on YouTube. You can also follow us on social media at Colavari Solutions and also on LinkedIn. We've had very, very interesting conversations in the past. And um, I'll quickly summarize what the last episode was about. We had an interview with Natalie Nixon. And um, we learned a lot of things about jazz music and how it relates to creativity. We talked about improvisation in jazz and a lot of other things that you'll be interested in. We also talked about the Barrett 7 and she gave us some insights into some of um, some of them. And I'm sure if you listen to the full episode, you would understand what I'm talking about. So today's episode will be a two-part series. Today we will be talking about something very interesting. So I'll just say in the spirit of International Left-Handed Day, which was a few days ago, I think in the past week on the 13th of August, we'll be talking about the myth of left-handedness and creativity. So we want to know if there's any link between creativity and being left-handed. And there's no better person to put us through this than Aziz because he's also left-handed. Hi Aziz, how are you doing? Hi Zika, thank you very much. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why I decided to um, research on this. Remember in episode two, when we had David on... uh, when we had David, yeah. we talked about myths of creativity. Yes. And I had mentioned that we would look at the the myths surrounding left-handedness and creativity in further episodes. So here we are. Mm, here we are. Here yeah. we are. Okay, so um, let's just go into um, the discussion. So before Aziz takes it over, I'll just give a bit of a you know, historical background on left-handedness. So left-handedness is a feature that it has been so speculated about that it has become a bit difficult to distinguish the myth from the fact. But if we look into history, um, in the very early days, left-handed people used to be treated as outcasts. And then sometime in the middle age, they, they started to fear being accused of witchcraft. But coming into the recent times, as I think as early as in the 20th century, a lot of educators across the world started to force left-handed people to retrain their natural tendencies so that they can become right-handed. And scientists as well used to think that left-handedness was due to a minor brain damage in early development. So this is just to say that the views on left-handedness has actually evolved over the years, over time. And now we are at the point where, you know, we view left-handed people as creative people or people with very superior IQ. But the truth is that left-handedness, the causes for left-handedness, the consequences for left-handedness are still largely a mystery to us and even to science. Aziz, what do you, what do you have to say? <laughs> so, so, if they had given birth to me in the 1900s, they would have thought something was wrong with my exactly. brain, right? <laughs> wow. Exactly. Wow. Wow, that's funny. Uh, this is how... I like to, to, to view it. Uh, people easily dismiss the 
myths surrounding left-handedness, especially when linked with uh, superior IQ or creativity. creativity. But I keep asking, um, why do people believe this myth? What are they looking at, right? Okay. Um, it's very easy. The reason why people people believe that is they typically look at people out there, people who are doing very well, a long list of people who are doing very well, and they say, wow, no, these people are left-handed. That means they are very creative. They are very creative or they are very intelligent. That means I might be creative <laughs> because, and, I'm, because left-handed. I'm left-handed. Okay. Yeah. So um, th- this is what we'll quickly do. Let's just look at the list of, of people in those categories. Then okay. we'll, we'll uh, talk more about that. Okay. Now, if you were in the IT world, okay, Big Hilt is left-handed. Steve Jobs was left-handed. Some people say Mark Zuckerberg is also left-handed. I mean, that is. These are about the three most important people in the IT space and they are all left-handed, okay? In sports, for example, if you Google the top 10 greatest tennis players ever, okay, you have Jimmy Connors, you had Rod Lever, you have Rafael Nadal and John Maguire, all left-handed. Now, by the way, Rafael Nadal is not naturally left-handed. He learned to play left-handed because he felt that it gave him an advantage, okay? If you look at football, for example, um, you have Diego Maradona, Lionel Messi, Alfredo Di Stefano, Johan Cruyff, Pavel Pushkas, all left-footed. And these are among the top 10 players in the world. Now, if you were Argentine, I, I found this very interesting. If you were Argentine, if you were a mom in Argentina and you had a kid who was, say, 12 or 13 years and was left-footed, you would work with the chip on your shoulder. Why? Of the top 10 greatest footballers, in Argentine history, based on a lot of facts on Google, six of them are left-footed. Oh. Now, typically, left-handed people make up about 10% of the population. Now, if of the top 10 greatest footballers in Argentine history, six of them are left-footed, a mom in Argentina... That's Argen- a good sign. Exactly. <laughs> a mom in Argentina who has a left-footed player will believe that... The child has great potential. ...of becoming great. Yeah. Okay? If we look at baseball... About a quarter of all major league baseball players are left-handed. If you go, if you, if you if you go into music, if you look at the top ten greatest guitarists ever, okay, three of them are left-handed. Jimi Hendrix, who is regarded as the best guitarist ever, left-handed. Dwayne Allman is left-handed, but he played guitar right-handed. BB King, some say he was left-handed, but he played guitar right-handed. Again, I'm not too sure whether he was actually left-handed. Now. If you look at the greatest rock group ever, the Beatles, yeah. two of members in the Beatles were left-handed, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. If you look at art, you had Leonardo da Vinci, say he was left-handed, and uh, Michelangelo was left-handed. If you look at, in the creative arts, actresses, you have a lot of the actresses are left-handed. Top actresses, you have Julia Roberts, you have Nico Kidman, Jennifer Lawrence, Scarlett Johansson, Angelina Jolie, Julia Moore, Kate Hudson, Emma Thompson. It just seems as if the top actresses are all left-handed. Now, so when people see these names, okay, and when you look from a statistics point of view that people who are left-handed make up about 10% of the population, there seems to be higher representation of left-handed people amongst the greatest or the best 
And this is the reason why people tend to believe that there might be some special genus associated with left-handedness. But, Aziz, is this true? Because even when you were, when you were speaking, I was beginning to wish I was left-handed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but is this true? What does science have to say about this? I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, we we should we should go back to facts and try and separate what is meat and what is fact. Okay. And I think you have some information that you would like to share, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the first one says ten percent of the world's population are left-handed. True. Some estimate between 8 to 12% of the world population are left-handed. Um, left-handed is also more prevalent among males than females. Why? I don't know. I, I don't think anybody knows why. That's just the way, the way it is. Okay, so the second information is left-handedness is as a result of mothers being stressed <laughs> while pregnant. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is so not true. It is it's just one of those myths. It, it's not true. Left-handedness is rooted in a mysterious mix of biological, genetic, and environmental factors. So even though it's a mix of biological, environmental, and genetic, uh, scientists can exactly tell you what exactly causes it but some research um, has shown that it is a, a child is predisposed to left-handedness even before birth so it doesn't happen when you give birth even while even before birth they can tell if a child will be left-handed or not okay? whether the mother is stressed or not it has nothing to do with stress <laughs> it's just not true now so there is no single gene for left-handedness but rather, um, scientists believe is an intervention of several sets of genes that causes left-handedness. So, two right-handed parents have a 9.5% chance of having a left-handed child. One righty and one lefty, if you allow me to use those terms, okay, <laughs> have a 20% chance of having a lefty as a child. So, two lefties. Two lefties have a 26% chance of having a lefty as a child hmm, interesting facts okay so here's the third information if you're artsy and imaginative you may assume that you are right-brained if you're logical and organized you must be left-brained again not true this is what has happened a lot of um, scientific information has been brought into the mainstream and in bringing it into the mainstream, it's been distorted. Okay, so this is so this is the truth. The brain actually can be divided into two hemispheres: the right and the left hemisphere. And each hemisphere controls the opposite part of the body. So, for example, the left hemisphere controls the right, um, the muscles of the right side of the body. However, it does not mean that for set for actions or activities that we do only one hemisphere controls. So, for example, thinking, um, speaking, you know, creativity is not done by one part of the hemisphere. It is done by both oh. hemispheres. So that um, that concept, that belief that if you are creative, it means that you are only using your right, right brain, right brain and brain. therefore people who are left-handed who... Who the, the right side of the brain controls uh, more means that they are more creative. It's not true. Uh, it's not true. Creativity, speaking, 
a lot of the things that you do they are done by both parts of the brain not just one part of the brain so in summary it takes two hemispheres to be logical so you know the, the belief is that if you are left brain you are logical that means you are, you are right-handed if you are right brain that means you are you are creative so it takes two hemispheres to be logical so it also takes two hemispheres to be creative yeah now also there are some things that are they are neither myths neither are they facts and th- this is what i mean there has been some research in certain things but scientists can't categorically see why these things happen so i'm going to share some some of those so for example there is an overrepresentation of left-handers in certain areas among architects why there are several reasons for that but nobody can say this is the reason why okay in certain sports sports like table tennis cricket and baseball there is also an overrepresentation of left-handers now um, I remember I was watching the, the Tokyo Olympic that just ended and I was watching the mixed doubles finals and uh, it was I think France versus China I'm not too sure but two both men from China and France were both left-handed okay so there is an overrepresentation of left-handers in certain sports now some people say that because right-handers meet left-handers less frequently in in, in those sort of, in those sports there is an advantage that left-handers have. How true that is, I don't know. But that's that that's basically what 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 we found out. There's there's also some evidence that left-handers have greater mathematical skills. Again, these things are still disputed, but there is some evidence that shows that. There's also evidence that shows that left-handers have more learning difficulty than right-handers. Okay. And in left-handed people as well, the, there is also some evidence that shows that the left side and the right side of the brain work more effectively with one another. Again, this is neither myths, neither are they also categorical facts, but there is some evidence that has been observed and seen over the years for these things that I just talked about. So there's so much information to give, but before we go on, let's go on a very quick break. We'll be right back. Colavera Solutions is a people-focused human resources firm based in Nigeria. My name is Sher Majara. Engaging with Aziz and the Colavera Solutions team has helped me understand better the business world and how to navigate my career. Working at Colavera Solutions has been very enriching. I am a lot more appreciative of the individual value everyone brings to the team. I was, I was, I was actually blown away as to how um, detailed, organized, transparent his process was. Hello, my name is Soba Fubara Abraham. Um, I work with uh, Synergy Capital, manage a private equity firm. To learn more about Colavera Solutions, visit our website at www.colaverasolutions.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Colavera Solutions.
so welcome back in fact before i go ahead let me say thank you very much for the for the work you put into the research to bring us these informations and the clarity so having said all of this what is your take on this issue so in summary from a science point of view this is from a scientific point of view there is no proof that left-handedness can be linked with superior intelligence or creativity from a scientific point of view. And I tend to agree. Categorically, you can because some research has shown that uh, left-handed people are more creative. Some research has also shown that right-handed people are more creative. So, scientifically, there's no proof. Now, but I want to look at this differently because my, my concern here is not about whether they are more creative or less creative. My concern here is what we can learn from, from this whole process and this whole phenomenon. Okay. But to start with that, let's go back to the definition of creativity and see where it leads us to. Creativity is the process of coming up with new ideas that offer value. Now, if we... There are two keywords there. New and value. Now, if we take the word new and replace it with other words, you would have words like unique, different, eccentric, or whatever. So, this is my view. Anyone that is in a unique situation or in a unique circumstance might be in a better position to see and come up with unique ideas. So, that's my view. It's if you, are, if you are placed in a unique situation, you will see things in a unique perspective. Yeah, true. And, and I'll give an example. Let's take, let's take a company, okay, that have two sets of shift. So let's assume 90% of, 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 of the workers work in the normal shift, which is, let's say, in 9 to 5. But you also have a second shift of people working, let's say, from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. Those people working the second shift are unique. They are the, in the minority. They typically work against the normal setup of that company. That's one. Let's take a different company and also have two sets of workers. Majority of the people have their own laptop. With They work by themselves. They, nobody shares screen with them. Now, let's take... Let's assume you have 10% of the workers in that company. Rather than work alone, they have to share system with somebody so in, in again you've placed them in a unique situation yeah. or a unique circumstances now those two set of people those one people who work nine shift and the people who have to share the computer screen are unique they operate in a unique circumstance therefore they engage the work environment differently from majority of the people i believe that those people might be more creative. It has nothing to do with them, but they have been placed in a unique circumstance and situation. And therefore, they engage the work environment differently and uniquely. And are therefore more open to creative ideas because of the environment that they have been put in. Okay? Now, let's take the issue of left-handedness. 90% of the world is right-handed. Only about 10% of the people in the world are, are left-handed. So, the world is designed for right-handers. Yeah. Okay? So, left-handers would have to engage the world differently because they are living in a world designed for right-handers. So, they would engage this differently. Yeah. 
they will see things differently because they are in a unique situation exactly they are i mean they are they are they are you they will see things differently because of just because of the fact that they live in a world designed for right-handers again this is not unique to left-handers and, and i've said this in several of the episodes and i'm going to say this again it's the same reason why i think that people who are in fields different from their training tend and to be more, more creative, creative. Yeah. Because they are in a unique position where they are working outside of their training. So that puts them in a different and in a unique position. And therefore, they are more open to creative ideas. Because creativity is coming up with a unique idea that offers value. So people who are in unique positions are at an advantage. And therefore, they see things differently and they engage them differently. And therefore, they might be open to more creativity. Now... I'm going to give examples of everyday things that for people like you, Zika, who are right-handed, for people like us that are left-handed, we have to engage the world differently. Okay? Yeah. So, a pair of scissors, for example, is designed for, for, it's designed for right-handers. Exactly. <laughs> so, your camera, the button you press is on the right side. True. Okay? In our time, when we were in school, they had these chairs that were designed for, for right-handers, where the, the desk was drained to the table, but it was drained from the right side. So if you were left-handed, yes, it was yes. very uncomfortable for you. Yes. I mean, if you were if you were going to make a payment in a store and you had to swipe your your credit card, the the place for you to swipe is on the right side. Again, it's designed for right-handers. Now, if you were a young boy or girl who wanted to learn the guitar, you will be forced to play the guitar designed for right-handers. So, you find out that people who are left-handed have to engage several things that have been designed for right-handers. And that puts them in a unique position. Now, once you are in a unique position, you would engage this differently. And that makes you open to creativity. This, for me, is the reason why I think that People who are left-handed might be more creative than right-handers. That is that is that's that's how I see this whole creativity link between creativity and left-handedness. left-handedness. So I'll just ask one more question before we round up for this part. So from what you said, you think because lefties live in a world that is designed for right-handers, they might be more creative. So do you have are there any specific examples that you think you would like to share? Yes, so we would we would look at the specific examples in part two of this okay. series. Okay. But again, I will try to summarize what I think now. And remember Drew Boyd in episode four talked about the issue of constraints. He said that constraints enhance creativity. Now, this is my view. Left-handers are constrained living in a world designed for right-handers. And that is what puts them in a position where they might... The word I use is might Might. be more creative. Unverified factor. Might be more creative than right-handers just because they are in a unique position. But in part two of this series, I would shed more light on examples of people who have been left-handed and why I felt that they were regarded as innovators because they were left-handed. Hmm, 
actually really enjoyed this episode and um i think similar to what you said one of the things i I pick up from this is um so for everybody listening i think you have finally heard it that um it is not proven that left-handed scientifically scientifically okay scientifically proven that um lefties are more creative or um have um superior iq I, i'm gonna end with this zika you remember in episode one we talked about um, the high jumper yeah dick frosby dick frosby and and i mean when you read about dick frosby and this and this for me is very important the crosby never had an intention of creating an innovative way of jumping that was never his intention dick frosby had a constraint and his constraint was how he, he could get his whole body over the the bar that was his constraint and he found out that there was a part of his body that kept on preventing him from doing that so that part of his body was the constraint it was his butt okay and he his aim was how do i get myself over the bar so that constraint that he had was what what made made him him come up with something the crosby was his intent was never to come up with anything innovate he had a constraint that he wanted to overcome and in trying to overcome that constraint he came up with an innovative way of jumping so left-handers live in a world that is designed against them okay they face a constraint yeah and in trying to come to to overcome some of the constraints in life i think they are open to be more creative creative. yeah Yeah, that's my view very true and that's why i said in the beginning that if you're a first-time listener if to have a better understanding of what we are saying you need to listen to the previous episodes especially the first one because we broke down the first and second we talked a lot about what creativity is and that is helping even me understand better what we're talking about today so we will be stopping here today and um, coming up in the second part of this series as this will take us through some examples of lefties that have been creative just like you said and also give us some practical tips that we can learn from so um look i am looking forward to the second part so am i (laughs) okay so uh this podcast is being edited and produced by joshua praise and the soundtrack is an original music of just christos faithful larry and joseph okafo designed the poster so until the next episode have a very creative week